Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Hope you had a great holiday weekend. Before that holiday weekend, the Commanders had their third and final OTA practice of the first week of Phase 2 of OTAs. I feel like you should like a decimal system. It's like 2.1.3. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what the practice was. Uh, phase 2, Week 1, Practice 3. We'll go over that uh, and some, some emerging... Uh, themes on this new Eric Bieniemy led offense. And then uh, I'm very excited for this. We're going to play a little over under at the end of the show. Take a look at some of the, the offensive statistics uh, and, and predict them. Uh, our producer, Nick, is playing the role of, of line maker. He gets to be the house. Logan and I will place our bets and uh, sometime next January, <laughs> we'll see if we're right. So that is the plan for the pod today. Uh, wherever you're watching or listening right now, we'd love it if you subscribe or follow. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. So far, so good on this here podcast. All right, Logan, OTA number three. Uh, what did we see in that third practice? Or what did you see in that third practice? Uh, I think up till Thursday? the third practice, so the offense had been looking pretty smooth, right? We had talked about on our podcast last week how everyone – Looked in sync, you know, everyone looked pretty sharp. Um, but then third day is team blitz. So team blitz for any offense is usually a, I don't know, it can be a little dicey, because especially with a new offense, because you're learning offensive protection rules, you're kind of learning side adjustments, you're learning protection checks. And I think the offense looked fine, but they definitely, that was probably the worst, you know, worst is a strong word, but the, the least efficient period of the week, you know, like they... Um, you know, like they, they had some issues in terms of who are we going to? Is that my guy? Is that your guy type of thing? Uh, holding the ball a little bit too long at the quarterback spot. You can tell the defense is putting in some new stuff. And, um, you know, I just think that's that's life in the NFL, you know, good days and bad days. And I think, you know, I was talking to Jack Del Rio in the hallway and he's like, you definitely want these practices to feel split, right? To feel pretty even. And, you know, up until this point, we've kind of been saying, oh, the offenses looked unexpectedly good. And, um, this is, I think, a day where it kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Um, nothing, not in a bad way. It's it's just part of the growing process as an offense. Um, but I think that you know, team blitz is tough, and it's tough for everybody. Uh, but I do think, in terms of the complexity of what they have in right now, it's like it's so. I'm so impressed. Like each time we I watch practice, I'm like, man, I can't believe they've got this in. I can't believe they're doing this formation already. I can't believe they've they're checking these protections already at this point of the year. So. Um, I, I'm, even though it was kind of a rough day in terms of execution, you know, not, and it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as clean as it's been. 
um, I still think it was pretty positive, right. you know, like because they have so much formational, so much personnel, so much um, kind of protection stuff in right now. Um, I don't know. I'm just really impressed with what the offense is doing, even even though it hasn't been great. So. Yeah, I, I think it's important to point out, right, when you talk about these blitz periods and things like that, like well, those yeah. are the game changing type of plays yeah. in an actual game, right? It's really easy, relatively speaking, easy to execute on first and second down when teams are playing basic coverages. Like if you're playing cover three, although as we talked about with with Matt Ryan a couple weeks ago, teams are doing this less and less. There's a lot more junk, junk, sure. if you will, defenses, things that are not as clean read for the quarterback. But but you're still going to see a lot more of like, yeah. oh, that's cover three. If it's cover three, I know what to do with the football. Now I just got to make the throw. Like you see the the clean execution far more often, especially in a practice setting, because the answers are far more straightforward. If this, then that. But what blitzes do is they mess with those rules and, and you you can junk it up. And part of the reason you do that is a defense and you don't do it necessarily on first and second down, as we talked about on this podcast before. But as our audience continues to grow, hopefully uh, either a good refresher <laughs> or um, something new for for some of the new folks like when you play your basic defenses, you also have run fit assignments. And when you're blitzing, you are often not worried about that. You're, you're, that's why you blitz in passing situations, because if you run against a blitz uh, or if you run in those situations, you're likely not to achieve the, the desired outcome. Most commonly a first down, it's, you know, third and eight or whatever. Um, and so when the defense doesn't have to worry about not leaving a giant gap for a running back to run through, they can do things in pass coverage and obviously with blitzers that they just can't do in your normal, you know, fair, if you will, situations, your balanced situation. That's a much better word for it. Your, your balanced run past potential situations. So it, it is unsurprising that obviously an offense is going to have more trouble with that because for once the advantage flips to the defense based off the strategy. Um, and it's up to the offense to make a play. And when they haven't, had practice doing that and they're seeing things for the first time there's no film study there's no nothing that they've done there's no chance they've seen that look before then it's obviously going to be difficult my question logan to you uh would be how much of this is also just the new personnel is it is it the sadiq charles is and the chris paul is struggling how much would be helped you know if uh you know obviously cornelius lucas is mm -hmm. a good swing tackle but if charles leno was there like you know you, you have some pieces that are not quite in place yet and obviously you have an offensive line group that is played three days of OTA practices together uh, and it's not even the starting group. So how much of that is, is something you can attribute to that versus kind of bigger issues again, issues being rel a relative term because yeah, and I'm really glad you brought that up because I think maybe I oversold like how poorly they did. I think, you know, for this offense, like they did a, they did a good job. You know, they did a, like, <clears throat> there wasn't a lot of, you know, I think maybe there was one or two missed assignments but there wasn't a lot of free runners. It wasn't like a total meltdown. And I, you know, while you were talking, kind of talking about the advantage that goes to the defense, I remember the first day they did blitz pickup in last year's OTAs, and it was a non-tenable day for the offense. Like they just couldn't execute anything. Like there were free runners. They, you know, they do that thing. You know, we saw it last year against Wink Martindale, where they're, you know, they're always working that squeeze protection. Um, and they're getting free runners and guys mm -hmm. are just the quarterback, you know, that has no hot answer. Yeah. The, the, all of a sudden cave on Thibodeau is unblocked off the edge. Yeah, And so I think the, that that is that like last year you saw that and it was like, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is bad. You know, this is, this is really bad. And that was not the case yesterday or, or, or uh, Thursday last week. It was like, 
this isn't as sharp as it's been the past two days, but at least you can see they have solutions to these blitzes. They have answers versus this like overload, the balls out of the quarterback's hands at a reasonable time. They have this screen. They have, there was, there was just answers. And um, so even though it wasn't super clean, like I get any blitz day, even in season, you're kind of like, oh man, that's the, that's that one blitz where we have to double bump this and I got to slide down or I should have checked that as a quarterback. But I think it was just, I, I came away from it being like, oh my gosh, like they, 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 they had answers. Unlike last year, you know, with a different offensive coordinator at the helm where it was just like, they had no answers. The defense totally dominated the day. And to me, that was like the paradigm shift of OTAs where it went from like the offense looked pretty good to like the offense looked bad. And so I don't think that that was not in the cards on Thursday. In fact, like I think the, you know, like the um, the checks, like so we're in an empty personnel grouping. The quarterback identifies that there is some type of overload pressure. He checks the protection. The tight end comes in and, and slides in. Um, now you have a six a six man pro and an empty look, right? Just like an easy thing. And so obviously there's a lot on Sam Howell's plate. There's a lot on the tight ends and the running backs plate in terms of adjustments and things they have to do. And also understanding versus certain pass concepts, you have hot solutions. And again, that was something in the old offense, which again is very similar schematically that they didn't have a lot of. Like it's like, oh, we're getting an overload pressure. Like the ball needs to be out. There's no answer here. I can't get the ball out. Now there are opportunities to get the ball out quickly, and it's about guys making plays when you got to make them. And it's tight windows, and it's not you know it's not like this wide open um, you know first and second down opportunity like you're alluding to because it's third down. It's tough, but I think I, I don't want to oversell that it was like a ne- like a super negative day for the offense. It just wasn't as clean as the first two days where the offense. I was surprised at how clean it was because it is a new offense. And it just looks so sharp. So it just, I think it's like, right. Compared to the last two days, it wasn't as sharp, but compared to last year, OTA three, it's like light years ahead. So just to kind of give some context there. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yeah definitely i mean it's it's amazing what happens when the infrastructure is there like when when you build when you build a good house it won't fall down like wow who would have who would have thought? Um, how did the quarterbacks look? How did how did how look? Yeah, I think how um, that was probably probably his roughest day. And again, it's like it's it, we're we're splitting hairs here in terms of rough day. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's 
and maybe we rephrase it like yeah. it was his and third he, out of three days, right? Like it's the other two were better, but it's you know it, he got like A's the first two days or B's or whatever he got, and it's a C on on Thursday as opposed to like yeah, man, no, and, and big again, old fat the toughest F. day. Team Blitz is tough. Like it's just a really hard day to be successful, and and he made some really like he made an excellent throw. So. Um, you know, Eric Bieniemy does a good job and the Kansas City offense does a good job of creating four man overloads. And so, you know, if you think about it, the majority of overloads you see in the NFL are like a three receiver side and a one receiver side. And they found ways with motion and using the back to get the four man overloads. And so basically what they did is they lined Jahan Dotson up in the backfield and then had him run a seam from the backfield and had the back run like a wheel ish, but to the side of to the right side of the formation. So everyone's running to the right. And the defense actually did a pretty good job matching it. And I thought, man, where's he going to go with the football? And he delivered a perfect hole shot to the outside receiver. So you got the tight end, Jahan, and the running back kind of running underneath on these seams. And then he delivers it over the top where the safety hasn't pushed through all the way in a very, very tight window. And I thought, man, that is an elite NFL throw, an elite NFL read. That's a big boy football. And then at the same time, you know, like in blitz period, he's – he held the ball a little bit long on an out route to uh, Deami Brown, which was an excellent throw also, but understanding like, hey, it's blitz. I got to get this out a little bit sooner, right? I can't hold it. I can't see the throw the same way. Had a couple of balls batted down. Had a couple of drop balls just because there's pressure in his face. He's falling away, trying to get the ball out. But in terms of like the high end stuff, you're like, wow, like he did some really good stuff. It's just like he's also contending with kind of, you know, t- it's blitz, man. There's going to be rushers. There's going to be pressure dealing with some of that stuff. Right. Um, and then I think Brissett, the thing that uh, it continues to surprise me is that he holds the ball a lot longer than I thought he would hold the ball. You know, I thought he would kind of have this, like he'd have this intellectual leg up over um, Sam, but he doesn't seem to, he just kind of, he has to see the throw. And again, he's working with the twos and the threes. So maybe you feel like you need to see those throws a little bit more because you don't trust those guys to be at their spots quite the same way. But um you know, he makes nice throws, but again, there's a deliberate kind of um, deliberateness to the game that I was not expecting to see. But I guess like when I um, you know look back on the stuff that he did in Cleveland, even his good stuff, it's off of play action. It's where he can see the throw. It takes a little bit longer. And I thought that was play design, but I think that actually might just be how he plays, you know. So um, I think Sam looked great minus a couple things. You know, it's again, team blitz. It's a tough day. And I was a little... Um, I continue to be surprised by kind of the the deliberate approach that Jacoby takes with, with regards to throwing the football. And then defensively, obviously, they had their best yeah. day. Uh, that that's kind of how the math works. Uh, again, I'm not great at math, but that's math I can math. Uh, if if they had a, a rougher first two days, again, everything's relative here. Um, but how how did they look? And you know, kind of the cohesiveness of the unit coming together. And you know, also again, what were some of the the positional things that you see and how they're rotating, yeah. especially their DBs? You know, the front seven's hard because Jamin's out right now. Uh, he got an off season cleanup. I think it was his knee. Um, so he's not he's not in there right now. I guess Barton well, that's is probably what an playing. Rotation which, which is that you know it was Barton the first day, and then now it's been Mayo the past couple of days. And I guess it would make sense to me that it'd be Mayo on the blitz day because he's the guy who's been in the defense the longest. He knows the checks. He knows what to do. And again, that's probably a little bit of an intellect. The mic spot, say at yeah. the at the mic spot, and, um, and then Kalik. It okay. looks like Kalik's been out or he's been hurt because um, he had a really good first day, and then I haven't seen him kind of pop the same way. It's been Eifler. Number 50, who I don't know on the roster. I got to look his name up. But um, the uh, th- those are the types of guys you see in there with Cody Barton and, and Mayo. So a little different. Um, obviously, a lot of nickel. Um, so um, 
gosh, the guy from Illinois, uh, he's been kind of Quan has been doing most of that kind of nickel work and he's done a great job, really tight windows, really good feel, you know, like for route concepts and stuff for a guy who's only been here for a couple of days. Um, so that's, that's always been impressive. I think, um, Emmanuel Forbes has done a nice job, you know, kind of, you just see kind of how he's so ready to kind of read the quarterback, read the receiver's timing and kind of break on the football and make tight window throws. He hasn't got an interception outside of the the rookie minicamp, but he's he's been he's created tight window opportunities. The two safeties, uh, Percy Butler and um, Forrest, are I don't know, man. They're just they have this energy that they play with that is a lot of fun to watch, and so uh, that gets me really excited when I see those guys on the field together because it's like they're not always in like the right position, but they are they are missiles to the football. You know what I mean? And I just like that energy from the defense. Um, so that's been cool. Um, defensive line rotation, um, nothing too crazy there. You know, I think they're kind of bouncing in between like, you know, on the defensive end, for example, like the first day it's um, FA and Casey, and then now it's James and FA and then it's Casey and you know what I mean? They're just kind of rotating through those edge guys. The two guys inside have been starting, you know, Deron Payne and, and Allen, like as you'd expect. And then um, the guy that's flashed sure. a little bit is Anderson as a pass rusher, the kid that they signed from uh, Atlanta. He's kind of that 3-4 end, and, but he's playing three technique for us or for their commanders. He's, he's had a nice couple days of pass rush, but again, he's rushing against the twos and the threes. So hard to kind of determine, like, is that varsity level pass rush or is that just because he's going against someone who's not quite as good? But I, I think overall, the um, – yeah, Anderson. Abdul Anderson. Um, so um, – you know, like yeah. I think the defense and the, one of the reasons they're able to do so well on the third day is because they're able to dictate to the offense a little bit more. They're able to kind of put more blitzes in, put more different coverages coverages in. And I think the guys, even with the young pieces they have there on that defense, did a really nice job of kind of adjusting that stuff and, um, and, and playing good defense. And again, like last year when they had this, this, uh, this blitz day, it was a non-tenable day for the offense. Like they just couldn't do anything. And, that's kind of how this felt too. But I think the offense was a little bit more efficient, a little bit more play call, a little bit more effective from a play calling standpoint. So it wasn't quite this ultra dominant performance, but it was a very good day for the people.